<laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> Did not see that coming. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, Dennis, my man, uh, it's been two weeks because you bailed on me last week. I know. My, what the uh, hell, man? It's, it's quite a story. You know, my, my uh, significant other of some 46, seven years or whatever it is. Your lovely bride. Yes, is uh, on the phone with someone. And as she's on the phone, her bad knee, which had a, a, a venous eruption of one kind, you know, earlier last week, Say what? made a big popping sound. Oh, and she couldn't put any weight on it. And guess who she was on the phone with when it happened? The ER doctor. Her doctor just I, happened to be on the phone with her doctor when this happened. Is that and a I thing that you in. do? Old people just like call up your doctor in the evening? To... Well, it was about her vein and how it was hurting, and she was oh. on crutches and how it was hurting. And so this is why I love her. So I came up the stairs just at that moment, all prepared, having done my research uh -huh. for the podcast, beer in hand, et cetera. Indeed, yes. And uh, come upstairs and she said, oh, my husband's here. Oh, oh, well, maybe he can help me. And then she looks at me. She says, oh, you can't help me. You have a podcast tonight. That's that's my girl. Yes. Uh -huh. Priorities. Uh, you know, I said, oh, well, uh, I said, well, so what happened? I got a minute, you know, what happened? And she tells me, and she says it popped. And I said, well, could be a tendon, could be something. And when she went to put weight on it, could be popcorn. She screamed. And she has a very high tolerance for pain, as most women do. Um, I mean, and, especially uh, married to you. I, I, I just canceled, and I was in the ER with her for two and a half hours, whatever. And they and they said, well, you got a hurt leg. It's not a broken bone. Duh, uh, I, I think you got a hurt leg, miss. And uh, we're going to do rice. We're going to rest it. We're going to uh, ice it. We're going to compress it. And we're going to uh, uh, I swear, elevate so, it. So much and, of going to the doctor is to be told the obvious. Uh, I don't, don't want to diminish the profession. It's, it's to rule out. It's to rule out. It's not to figure yes. out. Right. Exactly. It's, it's to, to rule out. out. Oh, my God. Is this yeah. is this can knee cancer? So so you're, through your lens of your state-sponsored uh, health care in, yes. in Spain, yes. um, here's the next bit. So we, you don't have a broken bone. We took an X-ray, and uh, what you really need is a is a is a is a MRI. Rice. MRI. But we can't do that for five to seven days until you try rice, and after that, if it still hurts, then we'll do an MRI. And I said, I thought to myself, I didn't say it to the doctor. I thought, so you don't know what's wrong, and you one way you're going to rule it out is keep her in an unknown state. An unknown state yep. for seven to ten days, and knowing that something popped, that isn't a that isn't a maybe. It's a yes. Something popped. Therefore, of course, an MRI will be needed because of course it won't heal. Something popped. Something yeah, ripped. That's something a, popped. That's a, a. It's for insurance, man. Period. Well, it's for insurance, but also, I think, uh, the majority of cases where people go to the doctor. This is going to sound whatever, however it sounds. Uh, I think a lot of times going home and resting like cures it. Yes, but I, I, but, I, I think you're right. But, but course, there, there are there are cases right. where like there was the, the time that my wife uh, sprained her ankle and she went to this guy that was all into like um, uh, not acupuncture, but the the stuff that like energy flows through your spine and shit. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, 
Kaneda something or other. And, and, and like, she was like, I sprained my ankle and my cousin came to you and you sort of helped him with his ankle. And the doctor was like, all right, take your shirt off. And it was like, wait a second. Like if like there, there are cases where there are for sure. I totally uh, accept that there are cases of nerve shit where your foot hurts and massaging between your shoulder blades might actually fix it uh-huh. because the nerve is passing through there. But if you actually sprained your ankle and you know the inciting incident or you heard your fucking knee pop, yeah, uh, then let's not b- beat around the bush around maybe it'll just solve itself. Well, a sprained ankle is, I'm not sure that's the best example because a sprained ankle is so common. And the fact is that once it's confirmed as a sprained ankle, the treatment is in fact rice. Exactly, yes. And, and, and plus, one might add, you know, I would say stay off of it completely. And and when a doctor says stay off of it as much as you can, that is a license not to stay off of it. Right. The doctor should never say that. The doctor should say you have to completely stay off it. And to the extent that you can't do that, know that your healing process is going to take longer. It's up to you. Right. Not, yes. not well, you know, you can stand on it, on your ankle, whatever, if there's no pain. Nonsense. Nonsense. I don't feel pain because I have a low pain threshold. I don't, I don't, I don't record. I don't care that much. It doesn't bother me. It's just a little pain. No, do not stand on it. I don't know why the medical profession profession has to equivocate. And what a, what an amazing miracle cure this silly uh, acronym is like it, it works. Uh, like well, I, I, when I was the most hurt I've ever been, I think, was uh, seven or eight years ago when I was walking and I slammed my leg into a bollard. A like bollard? A, a bollard, a post. Um, a bollard? A bollard. Where it's the a, hell are you a, from, boy? It's a bollard. It's like hey, bollard greens. Before I uh, forget, you're going to be in the States end of July. I am. You are? I am. All of July, really. Huh. So, okay, go on. Sorry, anyway, you hit a bollard. Your account. So I, I, I was walking and talking to, and I like was turned behind me talking to a to a friend, and I just walked into a into a post, and I it was. I did that with my car once, and, but it was it was right above the knee where I hit, and it was like ah god that hurts. But then like I went for a walk for for another hour. Like oh. I had I had my 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 young daughter with me, and we we walked around and. Uh, because it's in Spain, we I I went to sit down and have a have a glass of beer somewhere, and when I tried to get up from from having from sitting down for fifteen minutes, I was like, oh shit, I can't I can't walk. <laughs> I dislocated and, my knee, and the same thing happened. I could but, walk. Same thing. It wasn't dis- Just- it wasn't dislocated. It was it was it totally muscular. But I went home and and uh, and my leg was just like uh, all the Rubber. blood. Uh, anyway, it was really bad and it was really, really painful. And I had to spend, I think I spent like four weeks on the, on the living on the sofa. Yeah. Like yeah. I could get up with a chair to make it to the bathroom, but then I had to come back and just lie on the sofa. Yeah, and right. I watched so much TV and movies, but anyway. Uh, um, and I'll tell you, uh, when, when you talk about the rice thing, yeah. when I had my uh, surgery, my uh, manipulation under anesthesia, my MUA twice, on my show. Manipulation under anesthesia. That sounds like a euphemism for... You should take a look at a video. They knock you out. And then because your shoulder can't move because it's stuck, 
It's called frozen shoulder. It won't move. The ball joint is stuck. They just like fuck with you. Ball joint has got all sorts of scuffs on it, and you know, and it, it just you don't you you hurt it, so you don't use it, and then it freezes. Do they knock you out, and then they just like kindle you all around? They force. They force it. Yes. Oh Jesus. They force it, and when they before they do it, they uh, they do an ultrasound and find this perfect place where all your nerves crisscross, crisscross. They put a shot there, right here in your chest, awesome. and uh, everything from here on is dead to the world. And it's your arm, in fact, feels like literally a piece of hanging dead meat. Has so you're no you're conscious, you're conscious, but they're oh, no. Afterwards, when you were in recovery, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, they give you the shot. You know you're numb. You're not going to be swinging your arm around because they're wheeling you into the into the operating room. Sure. And uh, uh, but they had to do it twice. But here's my point: the machine they gave me was a, a cooler that worked like a uh, in-out vacuum, a double vacuum. So in the cooler was ice water that you had to replenish occasionally uh, with ice, and one pump pumped it into a sleeve that you velcroed around your shoulder, your arm, and your chest. And it was full of tubes, empty, you know, tubes where the water, the Be ice cold. water, flushed through it, moving, and then emptied back into the cooler with another tube. And it circulated ice cold water, twenty four hours a day, three months. Three months. Three months in a chair for three months. You were in a chair for three months. Yes, slept in a chair for three months. And my once I, after God. about a month. I was my recovery my was, as weeks. you know from talking to your dad about shoulders, because he knows a lot about it, is there's a pulley system that they use where you use your good hand on a, on, a, on a pulley, use your good arm to pull up your bad arm. And and you just do this up and down, up and down until you get range of motion. When you go to the, yeah, so that's that's the ice, the, the R-I-C-E, whoa. That's I have a question. Awesome. Did you pay attention to the doctor or did you give them the cold shoulder? <laughs> I did pay attention to the doctor and I tried to give him the cold shoulder. But remember, this is the guy, you know, the story where he's a rabid uh, U of M fan. Go, go blue. Mm-hmm. And I, of course, I'm a rabid Michigan State fan. And we're always arguing sports, talking sports. And like all U of M fans, nothing, nothing surprises them. Nothing is ever wrong. They're having a losing season, and they say, yeah, we knew, we, we knew it was rebuilding this year. You know, their coach is, is flailing and this and that. They say, well, you know, we knew he'd be tempered. I mean, it's like this kind of thing. He's got me doing the frozen shoulder routine, which includes me on my stomach, him with my arm behind my back, straight up in the air. Are you with me? On I'm my stomach, you. arm straight up in the air. Although if someone wanted to see the video of forward, Dennis doing this. Forward toward my head and even past my head because I've had the surgery and now I got to make sure that the range of motion every day increases. How do you know that it increases? You go um, measurement. Where, what measurement? Uh, it, it's, it's more by feel and sight on his part, not measurement, but yes, it's a, it's a, it's a, uh, All the science Shit. for his, it's an interpretive measurement, you know, uh, on his part. And I'm dance. sure he's accurate, but the other way he knows is that when he goes as far as it'll go, and he says to you, let me know when it hurts. He stops. And then, the and then he goes a little bit he, further. Then the second time he comes up, uh, he doesn't ask you because now he knows that you're going to make a noise. And what you say is, because oh, he's pushing past the point. Right. He got me in the pain position and he said to me, Dennis, say go blue. 
Fucking cat. Say go blue. Hold on. Say go blue. And he was like the evil U of M fan. Say go blue. And when I wouldn't say it, he pushed it further and further until I finally said, go blue, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Loud enough for everybody. There were two or three other patients in the room, in the area, you know. Yeah. And, uh, and. Uh, uh, you got attacked by a Wolverine. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. But when I was alone and he left me, much to his chagrin, I said to the other patients out loud from my little area, um, uh, hope none of you are state fans. <laughs> He's going to hurt you just like he hurt me. And he did not like me doing that. I thought, yeah, right. Michigan State are Spartans. Is that yes. correct? Yes. Wow. Amazing memory. Thank you. One of the top recruiting classes in the nation this year. Well done, basketball, by the way. Yeah. So, so let's catch up with, um, let's catch up with Barry. Barry is interesting. I, I, I watched, uh, last week when it was last week. And then I watched this week when it was this week, but then, uh, in preparation doing super amazing homework, I watched most of both of them again, oh, wow. uh, as well as having listened to, uh, the podcast about it. So, uh, Man, uh, getting dark. Rest in peace, Cristobal. Cristobal. Yeah, Cristobal. Uh, Cristobal. And it was <clears throat> so. Uh, the in the previous episode where uh, Sally is teaching her her class for yes. the first time, and her student. Oh I, yeah, it is a class, right? Yeah, right, I, and right, right. and I. I appreciated how they brought in this uh, more modern wokeism sort of like you can't yell at your student like that. Oh yeah, right, right. That's right. abuse. Right. And how the whole class just sort of left. Um, but one, but the student was appreciative and said it's the first time. That, that, that was I, the next episode, right? Well, she, she said. She, no, she, I, in that episode, uh, the, the the whole class left, and the and the and the one student was there, and she was like, "This is the first. I've been to three acting classes, and this is the first one that anyone has ever like gotten anything, gotten out, of anything out of me." Uh, but I I noticed a really strange thing. This is never the first time this has happened to me. Uh, in the in the acting class, there is one uh, student in the acting class that I recognize because. Uh, she is one of the only people, like when I was checking out TikTok, uh, the app, let's see, a, a couple, like a year or two ago, when TikTok was becoming a thing, I, I, opened, I opened it and, and I was amused by some people. But this one particular uh, person that was doing uh, like celebrity accents. Oh, uh, yes. I thought was really interesting. Was and she doing, uh, was she uh, mouthing? No, 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 she, no, she, she, no, no, no. You're, you're thinking of the, of the woman that got really famous doing Trump. Lip syncing. Uh, yeah, lip syncing to Trump. No, this is a, this is a voice actress that, uh, that does celebrity stuff, but like she contorts her face in a way that makes her look like, uh, Ellen DeGeneres or, or Jack, Jack Nicholson or, uh, Nicholas, Jack Nicholas, right? Uh, she must have looked like a golfer. Right. Uh, so she was in the, she was in the class. So, it, like, I 
I haven't opened TikTok in, in several months, but I remember she was one of the ones that I that I that I followed, and I've since like followed her on other platforms uh, because she's entertaining. She does uh, Winona Ryder and and uh, Julia Roberts and those like those sort of impressions. Uh, and she was one of the ones in the class that actually had some lines, and I was like, "That's not the one I know from TikTok." And sure enough, I looked it up, and, and she actually sure enough. Uh, but sure enough, well, that's the, cool. So um, the the thing that that it strikes me about this episode now that haters directing all of them is that how it's moved from quite violent, ultra violent to like longer scenes of violence, the beating of, of, of uh, what's his name? Fuchs. Fuchs. Yeah. Went on for a really long time. And then they showed the warden stepping on his hand again and again well, and then and, there was a bunch of there was a bunch of other scenes where he was off camera, uh, screaming. screaming in pain. Yeah, yeah, um, and and so it didn't end with finally we hadn't seen Barry since the escape from prison after he killed the assassin. And, well, and the the assassin scene. Uh, oh my god! According to uh, according to Hader, like he had been looking for a for a Fred Armisen shaped hole in his <laughs> in his in his uh-huh. uh, in his he work found the whole it. time and <laughs> and he said that Fred Armisen was so excited to like apparently uh, he texted uh, Fred texted uh, Bill on on the day saying they're making a they're making a a, a fake hand for me to to explode uh I was just so excited yeah and just what a I mean, uh, only in Barry can you have a scene like that particular one. Well, this is a noteworthy bit of writing that I thought was so wonderful and so insightful to Barry and his 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 skill set is that while Fred's character just started to make a face, meaning something was out of kilter, Barry looked at the other guys and said, "He's here to kill me." Right. He's going to. He's here to kill me. And, and they didn't know that they only had seconds to live, but the 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 jolting uh, mass murder, since there were more than, I guess it was a mass execution, was so violent and quick, where the people were exploding backwards with with gunshots to the head, and Barry reacting in just such a military way with aim and shoot, bam, 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 and the guy falls from the ceiling. I, I was very intrigued by how. They just kept building. Where's Barry? Where's Barry? And, yeah, and, and, and and they left it the entire next episode because we knew that Barry disappeared. And then the entire episode, there was no Barry. Right. Uh, right. And Mr. Cosano, he, oh, my God. Oh, my God. We don't know whether he killed his son. We just know he shot him. So that was his son. Yes. They came to the door. Because he said to his son, will you come? Will you stay with me? And his son said, "No, I can't stay with you." And he no, said, "No, no, no, that wasn't the same. That wasn't that wasn't the same guy. Yes, this it was is. like a delivery boy or no, something." No, no, it's his son, bro. I saw it twice. The, I watched the guy, it twice to the guy who he said, sure. "Would you please stay with me?" That was his son, who dropped him off. Uh huh. And and, then, and, and was like, "No, I won't." And then no, I won't. He, and then when he got down and he had cell coverage, and raced back up to. No, that the I guy that dropped know. him off went uh, told him, "Hey, Barry's out," or something. I don't know. Well, the guy the guy who called at the bottom of the hill with coverage was the guy who dropped him off, 
Right. That was telling him that Barry was freeze, but that's not his son. His son came up to say goodbye to him or was in the, in the scene somehow. And he said, will you stay with me? And he said, no, the son drove away. That set the stage for the son showing up later right. because he obviously felt bad that his dad was alone. And I went back and watched it to make sure that it was his son. Okay. And it was. But we don't, I don't know. We don't know if he killed him or not. But well, he's 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 in he's in the worst shape. Uh, he's going to get killed. Barry will kill him. Yeah, I love that he has a gun from Rip Torn. Rip like, Torn, the 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 actor named we've talked about him before has the most amazing actor name, uh, Rip Torn. Oh right, right. And somebody said, "Well, if you have a gun from him, you know there may be prop bullets." And somebody else said, uh, "No, if it's from Rip Torn, they're real fucking bullets." Uh, <laughs> well, but, it's easy to mistake Stephen Root for for Rip Torn. Yes, agreed. Except that Rip Torn is no longer with us. Uh, no, not no much longer. Will well, here's an interesting thing: Fuchs isn't isn't turning on Barry. No, uh, according to Hater. When he had that call where he was talking to Hank and Hank said, it'll be over by the end of yes. the day or whatever, uh, that and, and then through through watching his, uh, a little bit of Rain Man, uh, like he, he felt he became a father figure for, uh, for Barry and then started freaking out. But uh, I... That, remember the great scene that I mentioned when, when uh, Barry uh, was having a memory a couple episodes ago. Barry was having a memory of when he was a kid, yeah. and the camera work and the sure you know, that went all the way shit. from the deserts to the. He ran from his room, blurry into the past, into the desert where Fuchs had identified him with the potential skill set of a murderer because he was playing army with some relish. And, and we do need to talk about the final shot of this, of the last episode, uh, which is similar to that. But I hey, have... Wait, wait. That was with Sally. I thought the closing was Sally saying, let's go. It was. It was until, out of the until dark. it wasn't. When, when, when they yeah, yeah, showed yeah. the dark room, yeah. I thought, are they finally going to show Barry? And my second thought was, no, they're not. They're not. They're going to let it build. And then when he came out, and what did he say? He said, uh, "Can I need some help? I just have to stay a couple of days. Can you help me?" And she and said, like, let's, "Let's go." And the scene ended, which I loved. But you are forgetting about the 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 actual thing after that, where they flashed forward to them as uh, as oh, the yes. child with a child in a couple in the desert. Older. Yeah, they're in the desert. Uh, the kid is fighting with a with a neighbor kid, and he's told to go home. And he goes home, and he gets a can of Bud Light out of the fridge to put on his right. on his, on his right. hurt, uh, forehead, and and then old Barry, uh, older Barry, is there saying like, "I'll go talk to him." But that's their that's obvious. That's obviously their future under uh, witness protection. That's the thought. That's that's in, entirely the implication. But uh, what you don't know because of the screenwriting whether or not that was something that, that Barry imagined and whether we had a glimpse into one of his daydreams or his, you know, wherever he goes when he has these strong visions 
Usually, though, I think the record would show that he's unconscious when these things happen. He's been shot or beat or whatever, and these are the things that go through his mind. Um, but I, I, uh, I have a complaint to lodge with you, a bone to pick, so to speak. Um, I went back and I watched. So we're on what episode? We just watched six or something. Uh, five, five, maybe. maybe. Uh, so the la- when episode we last three. when we last recorded the prison scene yes. we had just seen yeah uh, and you claimed claimed oh god on, you're, allegedly you're building your case counselor <laughs> you said that uh, when uh, Sally and Barry were on different sides of the glass on the prison scene that. They had done something clever with. It wasn't putting... Sally. Who was it? Um, I think it was. No. It wasn't Sally. Whatever. Uh, uh, right, yeah. Right, right, prison right. glass in my in, inmate uh, meeting uh, thing. And, and I said why it was weird was because when they were showing the listener, the voice you heard was not telephonic. Yes. It was a real voice because the camera was next to the speaker. The camera and the mic were next to the speaker. No, but you 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 claimed that they reversed it so that you could hear the person on the other side of the glass clearly and not... No. I think you misunderstood. Of course, you have a tape of it. I, could, I suppose we could just run it backwards. My, my, we could, but who would? This is, this, is, this is what you would have expected, is that when the camera is on, the person listening... The voice you hear through the telephone is not the real voice. It's the telephonic garbled voice. That's what you would expect. No. Yes. Of course you would. No. Okay. The, you watch. Okay. I'm going to make a bet okay. with you. I'll make oh, a hold bet. on. Hold on. Well, uh, you, you, you make your wager first. What's that? Look, when, they, when you're looking through the glass at the person, yes. you're hearing the telephonic voice. And, and this episode? On all episodes. Except and when you're, Barry, which is what made it exceptional. That's my point. Thank no, you. except that I went back and I looked and it wasn't the case. I, maybe, maybe, did you look, did, maybe did you look at the one with Sally, not the one I'm talking about? No, I, I looked at the one at the one you were talking about. I specifically went back and I was like, is Dennis really this much of a genius? And it turns out... Uh... <laughs> it would, the question would be whether am I really that observant. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to double down on this. I'm telling you that the scene that we discussed was that when the camera was shooting through the glass yes and you could see the recipient of of the voice that the voice no, not the recipient of the voice the person speaking when you were looking through the glass and there was whoever the character was on the other side of the glass had a phone to their ear that the sounds you heard of the voice speaking was the real voice of course now, because you're on the, you're on that side of the glass yes exactly as if you were observing like a exactly if you, as if you were standing on both, on exactly. both sides. Exactly. And, that, and I'm that's, telling that's you that's not unusual. Clever. It it's isn't. Very, I'm telling you it's unusual. I'm challenging you to find one, uh, uh, any interview in any, on any, uh, in, in, uh, certainly any number of uh, games. Movie, TV show, whatever, yeah. Right, right, right. When they're, when they're showing the person listening, the voice you hear is the voice they're hearing in their ear. 
Not. Okay, I thought you were making a more interesting observation. Uh, it's, it's on me last time. I thought you were saying... Well, you have high expectations. I, I thought you were being more clever, more clever than you were. Uh, what, I, what I was observing is, is, is as, if, as if you were filming uh, on each side of the glass. Yes, and I was I, like, that but, seems but reasonable I, to me because that's how it feels. My point. I'm, I'm challenging you to look at any other glass to glass prison, yeah, yeah. right? And and this is my point. They're not like what we saw with Barry. They're certainly shooting the camera through the glass, but they're acting as if the, the what you're hearing is the, the person's voice through the ear set. You don't hear their real voice. They're acting like they're not. They're acting like the camera isn't on the speaker's side. They're acting like the camera is on the other side of the glass, even though we know it's not. There wouldn't be room for camera there. That's what was unusual. That's what I'm telling you. This was unique. And I, I'm pretty sure of it. I'm pretty sure of it. Okay. Uh, I will need to do more research to disprove your, your theories. It'll but take a, it may, but yeah. I, I, I want to state that I fundamentally, when I was so like, oh, that's such an amazing observation, I was misunderstanding. I thought you were saying that, uh, that when they... When they were on the other side, you were hearing them... I don't know. I, I've, I've forgotten. But uh, I will I will research this, and I will write up a 12-page uh, report, and I will submit it for peer review. Well, let's let's uh, let's let the record reflect. And, you know, it'd be interesting to, to hear what I said, whether or not I'm accurate in what I was saying, or perhaps inarticulately so, but still, when you would hear it back and say, oh, well, you haven't edited that episode yet, or have you? No, it's it's out, and someone would have to go back and listen. But uh, yeah, I don't listen. Who we'll would, leave it who to uh, yeah to anyone who wants. To so, uh, little uh, little local news here. Local news. Local news. We are uh, officially in spring. It's May. It uh, only snowed uh, twice this week, so we know that the flurries twice this week. So we know that spring is here, and uh, we're looking for 60, 70 degree weather, and it's just absolutely gorgeous. I'm finishing up my uh, handyman gigs, looking for the paychecks, waiting for my new contract to begin, and uh, nice. all is well. I've been playing some music the past couple of weeks. I talk about that if you want. We also got to talk about Succession, which is, I will say this, that I've got three shows right now that I, I really look forward to. Uh, Waco Revisited, or no, Waco Aftermath which is a follow-up from the first season and a uh, great, great actor who we love. We talk about all the time. He played uh, 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 George Jones in George and Tammy. We talked about his singing and his guitar playing and what, what's his name? Uh, uh, shit. Yeah. So, I'll get to him in a second. Uh, but he stars, he starred in, 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 in Waco and he's also now starring in, in Waco. Uh, um, Aftermath. And I don't think we've talked about either one of these Wacos, have we? I binged uh, no. the first one. It's if 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 you if you want to know what had a what kind of started the movement, the right wing military movement. Michael Shannon, I'm gonna go. Michael, with. yes. The the what started the military movement, go back to this Waco incident. And and it's 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 very difficult to watch. I will tell you that it's expertly done. It's a marvelous series. I highly recommend it, but it's rough, particularly the ending, as you you know what happened. Um, but 
how it led to the Oklahoma bombing directly related. I'm vaguely familiar with how that led into, yes. And, and the whole like uh, a militia movement of we're, you know, the second amendment uh, mm, craziness. Well, yeah. and I did not, I had not made that connection and uh, I am so happy to get the sense of this. And I will tell you this, that because of the way Waco is factually dis, uh, displayed, you're rooting for the Branch Davidians. <laughs> the bad guys are not the Branch Davidians. The bad guys They're are the, the FBI. US government. Right. They went in and they murdered 76 people, including 23 children. They murdered them. And uh, how that unfolded and what happened. And what's fascinating about Waco, the aftermath, is that it's a sequel, but it also is includes long excerpts, prequel excerpts from before uh, before the Waco uh, series began, which the Waco series began pretty much at the invasion. And the pre is when David was much younger and started becoming the prophet. Uh, but anyway, if you haven't seen it, I don't know what you know about this, but I'm, I'm highly recommending it. Uh, but that's another series I look forward to, along with Barry, of course, and Succession. I got to tell you, hands down, the one that I have to see immediately when it's out is Succession. Yeah. I am so thrilled with what they are doing. It is, it's it's amazing shit. There, what, it's my understanding that the creator of the show is uh, sort of like in the way that... Uh, Hey, what's the guy, the liberal guy that made uh, Newsroom? Uh, Jeff Bridges or no. Jeff? Uh, Jeff uh, Daniels. Yeah, he's the actor, but I'm, I mean the uh, Aaron Sorkin. Uh, oh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in, like I, the it's my understanding that the guy that's making this series is doing a parody of uh, of capitalist bullshit. And uh, and wants sort of uh, wants it all to crash and burn, uh, but uh, yes. So we've well, haven't spoken for now that the kids have control. So we haven't spoken in two weeks. So there was the the Norway uh, episode, which you sent me the restaurant. I was and I was like, we need to I fucking so go and and and. <laughs> go and have uh, lunch at this restaurant because holy shit, what an amazing place! So, what's it cost? Did you get my note? I, you're the, when I when I opened up the menu, it had the cost of things, but they were in you know foreign currency, and I wondered what what a meal would cost in American dollars. Just to, had to be hundreds of dollars. Yeah, I mean, let's you know patreoncom hour. Let's uh, go boost those numbers. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't actually look into the details of that, but why should I? Uh, that episode was pretty amazing. The well, when when Roman lost it with Matson on the mountaintop, yeah, I thought it was one of the best insights into Roman's character that we've seen. Where he had a look on his face that was like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna fucking tell him what I think." And uh, 
And I'm going to tell you it's, it's a negotiating tactic, but really I'm just going to tell you the actual fucking truth. Yeah. Well, and then, uh, and, and, and of course who's coming out on top is Siv, you know, uh, Shiv, I should say, who, uh, who is interesting because she's so, uh, one would say strategic or devious or whatever, that she keeps this to herself about her connection and downplays it with her brothers. With Matt but who does she not only tell, but who does she allow to observe a phone call with him is her new flame, Tom. Which makes me think that because the baby is not his, she needs to make sure that this baby has a father who is Tom. That's the play. She doesn't give any more shit about Tom than she ever did. It's just a play for her bastard child to have a father. I I like the way Matson like specifically said I have boundary issues and then went and shared with Shiv uh, all this personal stuff uh, about the blood about. Yeah, like I, I had this crush on this girl, and I this girl, and I started sending her my frozen blood because I thought that was romantic. And it's just like, man, he's now, just as fucked up as, as 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 the Roys are, really. Well, my my insight into that scene when he was saying that he had this girl, and he was giving her drugs, which was uh, drops. I think it was liquid uh, psilocybin. Right. Um, that. It was a scene showing these two young, relatively young people <laughs> as if they were in high school. It was a girl. It was a boy. Right. They were, you know, shy and talking to each other. I have boundary issues like I'm having right now with you. And you want some drugs? And yes. Except they're fucking 40. Yeah. Well, younger than me. <laughs> but well, yeah, how that yeah. unfolds, the, the, the interesting thing about Succession and the way they write the screenplays, remember the... The, the wonderful shit-eating grin that Kendall had in the taxi when he knew that he was going to sour the deal with Matson to fuck over his father. Yep. And it was just a look. Shiv gave us one of those look at the closing moment of the, the last episode we saw. And the only, the, only, the only person who saw that look was the viewer. Nobody in the room saw it. She's so keen on being able to keep this to herself and play her cards. And she's the insider. And Matson offered her, you know, she's keeping her on. She is the top insider. It doesn't matter what those men are doing. She's the one who he's listening to. Yeah. Yeah. She, he's playing her to, to mess with them. Yeah. It's, well, I don't know about mess with them, but he sees her as an honest broker. And he knows right. he knows that her motivation of power, uh, actually power over money, um, is 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 huge, and knows that in fact it's power over her brothers. There, and and he's using that, but he genuinely knows that she's got the best insights of anybody. I think you and I would agree that Kendall is so morally compromised, and Roman is so fucking weird. That by by comparison, Shiv, who's an absolute narcissist, right, is normal by comparison. So you're like your father. Uh, you have I, a, you have a sense of humor and and this and that and and the look on her face is like that's the highest compliment anybody can give me. I love the 
the theory that I've heard, it's not mine, I won't claim it, uh, that what the Roy kids love the most is being in this fucking series. Uh, like, being in this negotiating stuff. They don't want to run a company. They don't want to have, you know, uh, revenue and cost figures given to them. Like, th- they love this power struggle of of what they it love the process not the product exactly they love this dance of i am powerful uh look at me uh, i and and make me an offer and i might you know entertain your offer uh, well they're the interesting thing is that their kendall is 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 showing himself to be between he and roman the leader roman um Bends for Kendall one hundred percent of the time. He bends one hundred percent of the time. Another half billion, sure. Uh, let's scotch the deal, sure. Uh, okay. You know, and and the one of the final scenes uh, that we're looking forward to the next episode is someone saying, "I'm not sure who it is." I think it's Chib saying, "Good lord, anything he anything can happen up there." And we saw what happened actually because he killed it. But the episode before, the second episode, two episodes ago, they showed an ending of another look, which was the gleam in Kendall's eye. And Shiv saying, he's got that look on his face. And that was the closing scene. And then he did his speech and he knocked it out of the ballpark and everybody thought so. Yeah, that's like, I think that's uh, what Kendall wants is is what he received after that speech yes. of everyone clapping and him being like, uh, yes. I am God, you know, blah, 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 you know, worship me. Like he wants that, that respect. And I don't know if he's ever going to get that again. Uh, and also, uh, well, that's an interesting point. Now, what we don't know, there's only a few episodes left. Are there nine, three more left? I think four more. Four more. Is whether or not we're seeing in these final days, a new Kendall, or whether we see, as you just suggested, that uh, it's the old Kendall and this is a brief moment in the sun. My guess is that Shiv will so thoroughly cut his throat that at the end of it, he may be out. And she will she will make... And, and one of the things that we know about Matson, he's not going to keep roaming around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this... Uh, the... Uh, what what do we think the end of the season looks like? Like, let's make predictions. Uh, is first I think of all, it all blows up. I think it all blows up, and they're poor. Are, are I think all, they lose everything. Poor, like poor, poor, or poor as in like they they can't imagine not flying on private jets anymore. Well, they're trying to kill the Matson deal. The Matson deal won't work. Matson won't take over. Or if Mats if Matson takes over, of course they can't be poor. Because they'll be filthy rich, right? Um, but if they keep the company and it goes under, they won't have wealth. Well, in the way that these people well, what do they fail? have? The old man's got a house. All the other children live in apartments. What do you? What do you? What they? I've never people even people really seen go them. from that level of wealth down to yes. I might at a grocery my, store. in my history. I have I have known millionaires who one day became not millionaires and they weren't exactly poor because they still had a couple of airplanes in one house. 
but they were no longer millionaires because right. Madoff made okay. off with their money. Indeed. They, he, he stole $324 million from them. And so it's not out of, out of, uh, out of, and there's stories, so, so, so there's stories more about people going from king to king to pauper. It's yeah. a, it, you know. Does Waco disappear? You froze, man. I'm here, man. No sound. No Whoa. picture. I see you, man. I can hear you. All right. There well, you whatever. Uh, does, does Waco disappear or uh, who ends up running it? Is it? Yeah, what? I don't know. Waco? Hey, that's the name of their company, right? Not a reference oh, to no, your... Oh, no, 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 that Waco. Waco is, is the, the series in Texas about the government. What's it fucking called? It's Ranch a... Davidians. Um, uh, way something. Way... Uh, Waco? Waycom. Waycom. Waystar. Waystar, of course. Waystar Royco. Excuse me. Yes. Waco. And didn't so... you know that our, our favorite uh, uh, actor would be back in a big way? And uh, in fact, as uh, Kendall puts him up on a 60 foot size screen <laughs> back from the dead with 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 I, uh, I loved Greg's. Uh, yeah. No, you have to fucking make this 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 uh, edit happen uh, to the Greg's learning, isn't he? Yes, he is. Yeah. The uh, so, man, are all the siblings going to be living at the end of the season? Or is someone going to get murdered? No, no, I'll be living. Yeah, that's what I think, too. I'll be living. I, I, I think that we're in for a surprise. I'll uh, hear another prediction. We're in for a surprise about Connor's role. Yeah, Connor was absent for two episodes, more or less. And it could turn out that he, like, is the next fucking president. And then what happens? Now, the reason he's on the outside of that is because he has a different mother. Indeed. But that doesn't explain the business arrangement. Did he cash out early, as and as an and, and as that, as a as a condition of cashing out early, he has nothing to do with the company. I think that's what happened. He cashed out early. Could be, but he is not remotely worried about ever being poor. In the same well, way that, so like when when you see uh, when you see Tom or Greg or any of the uh, Carl, the, that level of people. Uh, they are more worried about money than the than the family ever is because the family can't conceive of ever right. not having a private jet. Right, right. I don't know. So um, your homework is uh, Waco and Waco the Aftermath. Um, there was something you sent me. What was the artwork you sent me? <laughs> the uh, That's what you get for hiring two dudes that do, do a podcast. Oh, right. from, from Barry and I had responded with the next scene when the guy was a, a, having forced to apologize for the ineptitude of the uh, of the uh, of the podcast killers, <laughs> did you did you recognize the guy that uh, that the the guy that uh, that I guess I, I sent you and I was like hey, the Russian like, the oligarch? Yeah. Do you recognize him? No, neither did I. That is uh, multi Oscar winner Guillermo del Toro. Oh, the director. The director. I had no idea. First, I, I had no idea that he was uh, on the heavy side because I have never actually seen him. Oh, I saw him accept his award. He had real long. He was, well, this was years ago. 
Uh, but, but anyway, but, yeah. But no, yeah, he's got he's got like four you Oscars know, or whatever. I saw the I saw the credits. Now that you, it's the first time I thought of it is I saw the credits and I wondered where he was. And uh, apparently, according to Bill Hader, uh, he's apparently Guillermo del Toro uh, ad libbed the line where uh, where Hank said, "You know what I don't like about the podcast uh, where they're where they're like testing gadgets is that like." It's a podcast. It's audio, and I can't see what's going on. And uh, and uh, um, Toro. And, and um, Del Toro, whose name in the in the show is El Toro, uh, said, "Yeah, I mean, this is not TikTok. This is uh, this then, is a podcast." But then a moment it, later, he says, "You can see it on YouTube." Yeah, he said, "There's there's a link you can click to on YouTube." And apparently, <laughs> all all that was ad libbed. Like they, that wasn't in the script. Uh, he just came That's up with funny. it. That's so. funny. Um, so, what else started last night? And and, and after this bit, I got to go. Um, I've been looking forward to the new uh, HBO series called The Plumbers. I was gonna bring this up, The White House Plumbers. So I saw the first episode. Okay, I have not and, yet. Uh, you did not see it. I've not. Okay, then I'm gonna save it. Um, uh, but do you remember uh, the uh, what was the the series? When all the people like disappeared, a lot of people disappeared. Yes, loved ones. I know who you're talking about. Uh, you're talking about uh, the leftovers and just the leftovers Monroe. and the, the star of that show. I haven't seen him in anything, and he plays uh, Howard Hunt. He's 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 amazing. I love Justin Thoreau. Well, uh, let me just give you a hint. You may say you used to. Oh. Oh, and you know, of course, the star of it is also Woody Harrelson. Woody freaking Harrelson, yeah. Yeah, which I. I don't know. If I've ever seen a Woody Harrelson in a in a in a in a, a series I didn't, or in a, a role that I didn't like in acting I didn't like. True, true, true. Uh, uh, I perhaps mean, until now. Ooh. And drop, drop that hint. Drop the few hints. Well, I'm going out in the sun, man. So today here it was a freakish 89 degrees. Oh man, sunny. Super sunny until. Yeah. And so, like, I was like, "Hey, let's all have dinner out on the out on the porch." And I prepared, I prepared everything. I set the table, and then right before dinner time, fucking wind blew up and like knocked all the placemats and silverware and shit off the table. And and I was like, "Well, okay, whatever." So much for that. So much for that. So and you littered half story the of town. my life. Littered half the town. No, it was all on the on my on my porch. Still. So next week uh, we're Tuesday. Yes, we will discuss that and uh, make it happen. Ciao, baby. <laughs> Ciao, baby. Out. Okay, that's it for episode number 181. You can find the show notes at happyhour.fm slash 181, where I have included a few YouTube clips of other prison interviews to show that Dennis is exactly right the way they normally film those. So, there you go, Dennis. You can support the show at patreon.com slash happyhour. And see you next week.